Some tense moments as we head into the weekend right now, as we get word that Israel is intensifying its ground operation into Gaza with the promise to kill every single Hamas official that orchestrated this heinous attack on October 7th. Good evening, everyone. I am Trish Regan. You're watching a live edition of the Trish Regan Show. We've got a lot going on. None of this is good. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you at this time. We are brought to you by LegacyPMInvestments.com, Legacy Precious Metals, 1-866-589-0560. I want to tell you something wonderful that our sponsor is doing at this moment in need for Israel. This is actually only going on for another 24 hours here, this drive, this emergency fund to help those people on the ground. And Legacy Precious Metals has kindly offered to match a portion of the donations. So anything you can give, believe me, it it means something right now. A dollar, two dollars, five dollars. I've put the link at the top of our chat, but you see there on the screen the phone number, 1-800-248-8881. We'll talk about it some more coming up, but first to the headlines. At this moment in time, there is a plan of attack that is going into place there overseas with Israel promising now to move forward. This is despite the U.S. trying to hold Israel back. A a difficult situation in that you had both Biden and Blinken over there trying to say, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. But, you know, the whole wait a second thing doesn't really work when you have 1,400 people that were slaughtered, when you have children who had to watch their parents be murdered, when you had babies that were decapitated when you have women that were raped the whole like hang on let's wait a moment no that doesn't it doesn't fly okay it does not fly and so israel is doing what it needs to do it's waited it's waited a while here we are the 27th this happened 20 days ago so they have to widen this operation and you know it's disgusting because you see how these shameful Palestinian terrorists, what they do to try and protect their leaders. I want to share with you some video that came to us from the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces. This is really shocking, but yet not so shocking because this is how these people operate, all right? You should just know it. They they leave their generals, if you can even call them such a thing. I mean, they're just terrorists, right? They leave them in bunkers underneath civilian hospitals. So this video has been released by the IDF. It shows you a location in the Gaza Strip. It shows you they were actually able to locate the actual terrorists themselves right there at the Shaifa Hospital, you see these are the Hamas underground complexes. Do you see that? Do you see where they are? Beneath the actual hospital. So these animals hide behind the innocent people in Palestine. They hide behind them in hopes that, well, if you get one of our guys, we can just say, there it is, the Israelis going after innocence again. Well, this is why they need to widen that ground operation. This is why it's hard to take them out. 
with just strikes. In the meantime, the U.S. itself now is facing a treacherous environment because Iran had some attacks they effectively sponsored and launched at U.S. assets overseas. And we were able to protect ourselves and to shoot those down. By the way, you didn't hear a lot about that, did you, now, in the last couple of days? But finally we said, okay, enough is enough. And consequently, we struck out at some Iranian assets in Syria. Iranian assets in Syria, which was important to do. Important to do. We have to do it. We have to be strong. Israel has to be strong. I'm telling you, these guys, all they understand is strength. You can pussyfoot all you want, all right? You can give them $6 billion. You know what? That just shows you're weak, Joe Biden. You're weak, 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 just like Obama was. And what happens? We know what happens, okay? This is, this is a time when you're like, okay, where, where's, where's Trump when we need him, right? Anyway, let me show you here. One of the uh, Pentagon officials went on to MSNBC to talk about that strike. I want to share with you what he said when asked, well, what's Iran going to do now? Right, which you already did. You took action. So what kind of response do you expect from Iran? Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Iran gets the message. Uh, but, you know, as we've done in the past, uh, we certainly reserve the right to take uh, additional strikes and, and continue to ensure that the message is loud and clear, that we will protect our forces and that these kinds of attacks are unacceptable. I'm not going to telegraph potential actions uh, in the future other than to say, as we demonstrated last night, we will do so at a time and place of our choosing. OK, General, good. yesterday right, you confirmed right answer, the, the right story. answer. But you know what? I think we might need to kind of ratchet up a notch. Let me share with you. What Trump said after we took out Soleimani and they started threatening us, he went off. He went off. He really went off. So much so that, you know, NPR was freaking out. All these places were like, this is illegal. He'd be in violation of the Hague Convention. Well, he sent off a series of tweets saying, and I quote, If Iran strikes any Americans or American assets, the U.S. has targeted 52 Iranian sites, some at a very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture. And those targets and Iran itself, he went on in all caps, will be hit very fast and very hard. So Iran responded with uh, the... Foreign Minister Mohammad Jarad Zarif's tweeting that, well, you can't do that. That's a violation of war crimes. Trump's like, I don't care. I don't care. Quote, they're allowed to kill our people. They're allowed to torture and maim our people. They're allowed to use roadside bombs and blow up our people. And we're not allowed to touch their cultural sites? Uh Uh-uh. Doesn't work that way. Well, let's just say Iran didn't pull anything. Trump had a very unique way of dealing with some of these troublesome characters in troublesome countries around the world. And while many didn't like his choice of words, it definitely threw 
everybody off kilter, right? The whole world stage was like, whoa, what is he doing? And he had actually some very, very good instincts. This was not like years of reading. This was not listening to his diplomats. This was just like, wait, what are they doing? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. And by the way, let's be very clear. What Iran did by greenlighting that, and I believe they did, that was reported by the Wall Street Journal, by greenlighting that attack, by Hamas doing what it did on October 7th to 1,400 innocent Israelis, that was a war crime, ladies and gentlemen. So at a moment like this, you got to do what you got to do. Now, I don't want us to go crazy. I don't want us to do stupid stuff. We've been down that path before, have we not? I mean, after 9-11, the whole world was with Bush, and we had every right to go after al-Qaeda. But then somehow Cheney got it in his head. It was always in his head, right? Like they had this foreign policy idea that we needed some oil over there in Iraq, and they concocted a whole bunch of nonsense. And the next thing you know, we're losing American lives, and we're in this war that we should never have been in. So let's be smart. Let's define where we need to be, both us and the Israelis, and let's take care of business, all right? You have to take care of business. And yet you get these guys like this Iranian official over at the UN saying a bunch of BS, nonsense, disgusting rhetoric, because he's trying to put on a good face, like this. Watch. I say frankly to the American statesmen who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. Excuse me. So I I do take that as a threat. Shall we listen a little bit again? If the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. Uh Aha. Okay. So this this is a threat. This is a threat to us, of course, now by the Iranians. So what do you do in a time like this? How do you fight the bullies of the world? There's only one thing that these people understand, unfortunately. And it's not giving them $6 billion. Or the $400 million flown in the middle of the night like Barack Obama did. Remember that one? The promise of $1.7 billion. Oh, well, it's their money anyway. And, you know, there's all these legal rules. We have to give it to them. Legal rules, my you-know-what. This is a country that didn't want the Abraham Accords to go through. This is a country that used Hamas, and Hamas willingly so, to massacre innocent individuals. And we do not sit by and allow that to happen. We have a problem in America. We have a problem with anti-Semitism when students are chanting, Israel, Israel, you can't hide. We want Jewish genocide. Or Israel genocide. I mean, we got a problem. And we have a problem with lawmakers. We have lawmakers that are not on the side of America now. Listen to this. They're on the side of the terrorists. Our friends over at Real America Voice caught up with Rashida Tlaib today. Listen to this. Congresswoman, will you denounce Hamas? 
Will you denounce Hamas? Why do you support terrorists? You're dehumanizing Palestinians. No, you're you're supporting terrorists. No, you're supporting terrorists. You're supporting terrorists. Uh, for the record, um, yeah, she's supporting terrorists. That's all she knows, right? I mean, this is what they grow up with. You think about how they're taught in school over in Gaza or the West Bank. They don't even recognize Israel on the map. And they're taught this kind of hate, that they have to hate Israel. It's all about hate. Let's be very clear. The Islamic religion is a violent religion, is a religion that believes in conversion by the sword. I mean, it's the opposite of Christianity, which is about, you know, you wanting to be there. No, no, no. They went around and they conquered by the sword. And they think they can conquer us here? Rashida Tlaib trying to intimidate the president of the United States with this? Watch. To my president, to our president. Yes, he's still on. Well, hold on. I know, I, hey, I want him to know, as a Palestinian American, is also somebody of Muslim faith, I'm not going to forget this. And I think a lot of people are not going to forget this. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a threat. It isn't. They, they think we're joking. I mean, I think the White House and everyone thinks that we're just going to sit back and let this just continue to happen. No. The fact of the matter is, our lives are not safe with you or the forever peace president. When are we going to feel safe? When are we going to stop funding continued, literally, oppression of indigenous communities? When are we going to say enough? It makes me so angry to have to say, but I'm telling you, I'm talking to people that literally are like me. They literally, literally believed in this party that was supposed to be inclusive of all of our opinions and our and our views and our political stance and, and all of these things. But what is got, starting to get really, really, really clear and very loud is that somehow many of us in this room, because of our political opinions, because maybe our faith is a certain faith, maybe because our ethnicity is a certain ethnicity, that somehow we're subhuman. No, Rashida Tlaib, you have made the people of Israel, subhuman. You have found ways to justify the violence of Black Lives Matter, the looting of Black Lives Matter, all under this decolonization nonsense. Because you want to be the victim. And that's how you have political power. It's the same way the mullahs over in Iran have political power. They tell everybody else, oh, you're the victim of Israel. It's the same way Hamas, a terrorist organization that they say is actually like ISIS on steroids. They have power because they're telling these people they are the victims. And so no sooner did Rashida Tlaib pull that one that, well, there was a whole problem that ensued over, over at the Capitol building. I mean, like just hundreds of people swarmed into the rotunda and took over the Capitol building. I mean, sound familiar? It wasn't as many people, and it wasn't quite the same, but she was effectively encouraging this. So now Marjorie Taylor Greene 
She wants her censured. And by the way, I'd censure her. I'd censure Ilhan Omar. I would censure everybody who is on the side of the terrorists. You got to stand with America on this one. This is your country. This is your homeland. Respect it. Honor it. It's a kind of a calming feeling when I think of the Holocaust. Wow. I'm going to show you that in just a second. So there is a video that Marjorie Taylor Greene and her team just put out. Unbelievable video. And I want you to see this because it really details Rashida Tlaib and some of her statements. And I'm sure she's going, oh, you know, that was taken out of context. That was taken out of context. Well, you know, we just saw something that really wasn't taken out of context. We've seen a few others. Here's Patrice Cullors. Back in 2015, the woman who started Black Lives Matter. Look at what she has to say. She wants Israel gone, just like Rashida. The other thing I'll say is Palestine is our generation in South Africa. And if, if, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the, the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. And I think that uh, I had learned about Palestine for a long time. I had known about oh, it and been wanting right? to travel. Because it's an imperialist project. It's, oh, those, those horrible Jewish people that are making our lives miserable. <laughs> it's those horrible white people that are making black people's lives miserable. I, I mean, I hate to tell you, Patrice, you know what? The most successful entrepreneurial communities here in the United States of America happens to be Nigerian Americans that have come here from Nigeria. And I do believe that the color of their skin is black. So no, America is not a racist place. For goodness sakes, we elected a black president twice. And yes, you may have pockets of problems. And yes, for sure, there are socioeconomic challenges. Might be nice if Black Lives Matter would encourage a family unit in saying they want, instead of saying they want to dismantle the nuclear family, because you know, the nuclear family goes a long way towards helping to make sure that kids are on the right track and get an education and have a successful path forward. But let's go back to Marjorie Taylor Greene's commercial where she is highlighting some of the worst of what we've seen from Rashida Tlaib. Watch this. It's a kind of a calming feeling when I think of the Holocaust. I mean, I think it's really important to understand Israel as the racist state. I mean, this is an apartheid system, I mean, I mean. As they shouted ceasefire, as they shouted not in my name, as they shouted never again to no one, if Masha'Allah and the Muslim mean in the crowd today. Now, therefore, be it resolved that Representative Rashida Tlaib be censured. Well, makes sense to me. What do you guys think? In the meantime, we're getting word right now that the IDF has launched a heavy round of airstrikes on Gaza. This ground invasion now looms. It's expected to escalate. Explosions, meanwhile, could be heard in Israeli towns along the southern border. This is coming to us from Axios, uh, from a reporter that they have there. And there's been some footage that has come in and you see a lot of smoke and you see a lot of fire. Uh, It's coming from Gaza in the aftermath of these strikes. So 
no, this isn't going to be fun. This isn't going to be pretty. Yes, a lot of people will die. This is going to be very bad. But what did you think was going to happen? Hamas. What did you think was going to happen? Iran. You thought you could take the $6 billion, which, by the way, I'm really annoyed about this, still has not been officially taken back, nor officially frozen. I mean, what's going on there? Like, what? Got to be sanctioning the living daylights out of them. And anybody who's willing to do business with them, period, full stop. Again, you pick a side, okay? Israel was created for a reason. Because six million people died and the world stood by and allowed it to happen. And now, this many years later, you have kids chanting what they're chanting on college campuses. You got Harvard University saying, oh, it's Israel's fault. And everybody's saying, oh, that's just free speech. It's just free speech. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm all about free speech. You, I know the First Amendment inside and out, okay? By the way, a lot of us folks have not been able to enjoy our free speech. Thank you very much. But there's also a time and place. And you do not, in a moment like this, stand with the terrorists. We can have a debate and discuss and, you know, you know, like things are tough there, blah, blah, blah. They're tough there because the bottom line is there is no two-state solution, okay? The Palestinians don't want that. They don't want that if you go and read everything that they have said. No, because they believe that Jerusalem is theirs. They believe that they have the right to this. This is why last Friday... The Palestinian Authority, the one that we just gave $100 million to in humanitarian aid, not Hamas, the Palestinian Authority, they issued this order where they were asking their religious leaders to read certain texts, and those texts called for the death of all Jews. In the meantime, we still don't know, have no more information about Samantha Wall, So she's somebody actually out in Rashida's district. I'm going to make sure because I have not heard any. They're trying to say, no, you know, this was just random. She was the president of her synagogue. They have no idea who the suspect is. Totally still at large. 40 years old, found stabbed to death right outside her home in the Lafayette neighborhood in the early morning hours of last Saturday. And they're trying to say, oh, you know, we don't think that this was hate-motivated. <laughs> we'll see, right? I, we'll see. I don't think that that was entirely a coincidence like they'd like it to be. Look, Israel needs us right now. I'm going to make this, this sort of request again from all of you. Um, This is a wonderful organization I partnered with. It's the International Fellowship for Christians and Jews, and they have an emergency team there. They are raising funds right now. Every single dollar raised goes directly to help the people there on the ground. They're getting hot meals for the elderly. They're helping to get the kids some entertainment kits and toys and coloring books just so that they can maybe have a little bit of distraction 
in light of everything that's going on. They're making sure that people are taken care of in the shelters, that they have clothing, that they have food. They are assisting the IDF with what they need and their families need. This is important. Whatever you can do, show that you care. I I mean, look, I know we're not going to change anything overnight, but I think just... It means something to them, and and trust me, it'll mean something to you, and it means something to me as well. And I'm I'm so happy because, as I mentioned earlier, Legacy Precious Metals is matching a portion, I believe up to $5,000 that they will match in dollars. So like I said, these, these don't have to be big numbers. Just $5, $10, $2, whatever you can afford, you are going to know that that money is going to go directly to those people. And they need you. They need us. They need God. They need everything right now. It's going to be a challenging time. You know, Obama, however, I'm telling you, it all started with him. Let's go back, shall we? Let's go back to the Obama days. What was this, 2016? When he was giving away $400 million in the middle of the night in Swiss francs and euros to Iran? coming up of this was, in fact, dictated by the by the fact that as a consequence of us negotiating around the nuclear deal, we actually had diplomatic negotiations and conversations with Iran for the first time in several decades. So uh, the issue is not so much that it was a coincidence as it is that we were able to have a direct discussion. John Kerry could meet with the foreign minister, which meant that our ability to clear accounts on a number of different issues at the same time converged. And it was important for us to take advantage of that opportunity both to deal with this litigation risk that had been raised. It was important for us to make sure that it's we finished It's your enemy, for job. goodness sakes, right? I mean, Barack Obama, enough already. It was your enemy. Oh, you got your litigation risk. These people are trying to kill you. They're shouting death to America, and he's worried about a litigation risk. Oh, we got to make sure that we don't owe them any more money. What an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, he was just an idiot on foreign policy. He really was. Either that or it was all deliberate idiotness, right? I mean, that's, we'll see what happens. There was that guy who was the special envoy to Iran, Robert Malley, and wow, there's been some very aggressive reporting. I don't know if it's true. I haven't sourced it myself that suggests that he was taking orders from Iran. Again, I would just want to reiterate that, that I have not sourced any of that personally, but there are some reports about this that are extremely aggressive. We don't know why he was fired. He was fired from the administration like back in June. He was a pretty sophisticated guy, very, very well educated, and uh, I think actually went to school in Paris or something with Antony Blinken. So he had um, a very pro-Iran agenda. He was from the Barack Obama administration, and then he was back there with Joe Biden. And here we are now. Here we are now. And we still haven't frozen the money. Is that what you have technically done now by stopping distribution from that account? Uh, As I said, there has been no distribution of the accounts. There wasn't a question of stopping it. There hasn't been any. Um, And we retain the right to formally freeze it. Okay. So glad you retained the right. Let's let's go ahead and do that, would you, buddy? Can you formally freeze it, please? Can you sanction them and sanction them some more? Wow. Um, Unfortunately, it's going to be a a challenging weekend, I would expect. I'm going to be here with you through all of it. And um, it's where we are right now. Because you know what? Elections matter. Policy matters. 
economic policy matters. I know a lot about that. By the way, we just went into correction territory on the S&P today. We've got an economy that's growing too fast because it's creating so much inflation. But anyone with two brain cells could have seen that one coming. I was telling you over and over and over again, pounding the table like a broken record. We're going to get mass inflation. Sure enough, we've got it. And they can't figure out how to get it under control. They can't figure it out because when you print that much money for that long, you know what? That kind of thing comes with some consequences. So you got lousy economic policy. You got lousy border policy. For goodness sakes, who the heck knows who's in this country right now? You know, the Iranian guy who's making all kinds of threats over the last couple of years, anybody and everyone could come in. In fact, just since October 1st, we'd had over 100 people on the known terror watch list from the likes of Palestine, from the likes of uh, Syria, from the likes of Afghanistan, Pakistan, all coming right over that border. And those are the ones that we have caught. How many haven't we caught? So, yeah, we got some issues because elections do matter and policy matters, and border policy, and economic policy, and yes, foreign policy, it all matters. And this is what you really would call the B-team, Biden and Blinken. Hey, by the way, if you haven't subscribed, do me a favor, make sure you subscribe. I would love it, too, if you would go over to the Apple Podcast, the Trish Regan Show on Apple Podcasts, subscribe there, free there every day for you. You know how committed I am. I thank you for being here. If you can do anything for Israel right now, again, it's at the top of this chat. Do what you can, anything. They need us. They need you. And um, I, I pray for everyone. I One final note. I don't want to appear as though I'm ignoring this, this story out of Maine, which is truly tragic as well, with, with so many people that have died, and those numbers have been very conflicting And Maine is a very vast place with a whole lot of land and not a whole lot of people. And they're trying to find this individual card still at this moment. And it's amazing to me that with all of our resources, somehow this lone gunman has still, at this moment in time, and again, this is a live program, has not yet been found. So we hope that We hope that they are able to do so. I know people there are very frightened, and my heart goes out to all of them right now. We're in a a tricky time, but we're going to continue together to think about the positive things in life. Hold your family tight. Give your loved ones extra hugs and kisses tonight and over the weekend. And I'll be back here with you soon.